Hey, yo, what's going on, guys? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blurred, baby. Word to the Blurred with Two and Cal. Episode RIP, Kevin, Kevin Conroy. We love you. Yeah, man. Uh, we, we lost we lost a good one. It was about Super like what, good. like like last week, right? Last last Thursday. Uh yeah, it was last Thursday, but it was it was or was it last Friday? Friday? It was announced on Friday, but I think he passed like that night. Yeah, Thursday yeah, night. yeah. So I'm sure for our listeners, I'm sure you guys know, but we'll say it again. Kevin Conroy is the voice actor for Batman. He's I mean, technically, in my opinion, the longest tenured actor to portray Batman ever since the nineties. I think maybe his most recent Batman work might have been I don't know if you, if you know Tucson, but he was a big part of our childhood. And if you're a millennial just like us and you you've watched Batman the anime series or Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman oh, Mask man. of the Phantasm, uh um, Sub Zero, uh Mystery <laughs> of the Batwoman, yeah, um, freaking uh Bat Justice League action, Justice League Unlimited, Justice yeah. League. Um, what else has he done? Batman he, Escape from Arkham. Yeah, he's done some of the, the animated, yeah, the animated stuff. A Batman um, Gotham Knights. You know, yeah. I, I can name them all. I can name them all. Uh, also, if you want to go into video game series, um, you have Injustice. You have all of the, the Arkham Knight series, you know, minus the origins. But man. We lost a good one. When Khalid called me, I um, he was the first thing he says is, yo, two are you sitting down? I hadn't heard yet. I mean, it was just like, hey, you know, we, we lost one. I was like, what? It was like, we lost Kevin Connor. And I was just like, no. Could have been, you know, no offense to white folks, but it could have been any other white folk, uh, any other white person, and I'd have been okay. But Kevin Connery yeah. is, um, that's when I read a comic book, I hear, you know, you hear a lot of people say that, but when I read a comic book, I hear Kevin Connery's voice, you know, um, just it kind of feels airy watching the animated series. Knowing that he's he's not around, you're not going to hear him on any cons. You're not going to hear any interviews from him. And it just it hurts. I haven't I haven't watched it since he passed. I've been meaning to watch an episode, but I haven't brought myself to do so just yet. Like, and I was actually, <laughs> excuse me, I was actually looking for something to watch today. I wanted to watch the world's finest, mm-hmm. but I I couldn't find that actually. And it's they all, didn't. It's, it's so Superman the animated series. I I didn't see that. I was even on Superman the Animated Series. I'll check again, but I didn't see it on there. I checked the Batman Animated Series. I checked Superman. I didn't see it, but I'll, I'll double check. I'll double check before, but yeah, no, I, I was I was on Twitter when I read it, and I was like, nah, like I was like, really, is this for real? Like, nah, like I like these are. I hate when people do those old death hoax things. Like those are fucking yeah, like annoying. They did with Jimmy Fallon. And just super and super insensitive too. Like I hate when people do those. And so I just I just figure I was like, let me check, let me check again. And then it um turned out that you know he it really happened. He passed, and apparently he had a a brief battle with cancer, and he passed away quietly with his family and his husband by his side. But you know what um, it is though? I think cancer does run in his family because I think that's. His pops, if I remember correctly, was had alcoholism and um and had cancer. Mm. Khalid, I found it. 
It's on Superman the Animated Series, and it's on it's in season two, episode sixteen through sixteen to eighteen. Okay. So this okay. So for you guys that that might be looking for something to watch and you know wanting to give a memorial to Kev, uh, Kevin Conroy, you know if you want to watch his portrayal as Batman when he first meets Superman, it's uh, Superman the Animated Series season two episodes sixteen through eighteen. Yeah, um, but no, it's very sad. Um, because this guy, you know, he's a big part of our childhood. You know, like him watching his 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 portrayal of Batman in the animated series from when we were younger to when Amen. we became older. And we got to know, see him in Crisis. Yeah, and he finally got to portray Batman live action in Crisis. <laughs> Actually recited some some lines from BVS, which was cool. Oh um, man, that is like my favorite because I think I think I posted it on our Instagram. No, I did see. I did see that. I did. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's sad, you know, uh, there's like certain heroes you don't think about, you know, we all know that we're mortal and of course one day we're all going to die. Um, but you just don't think about when they'll be or like when your heroes or the people you admire might pass. But yeah, we've lost Kevin Conroy. He was, I believe it was in his sixties. Yeah. He was about, uh, I think he was like 66. He was young. Yeah. 66. And, um. Yeah, and he, he also talked about how his relation to Batman and how it helped with his sexuality and him coming out and how he really understood the duality of Batman and having having to hide and having to not show your true self. And he really related to the role that way. And he's he's embraced it. He's always been at the cons, showing love to fans, taking pictures, you know. He's been on cameo, sending words of wisdom yeah, uh, to anyone. That's, that's one thing I, I do wish that I... I did during the pandemic is I took advantage of Cameo. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been great to have him, like, send me a message or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's, oof. Yeah, but um, we lost a good one. Yeah. Um, The world will never see his like. He is, in my opinion, the definitive Batman. Like you said, when you open up a comic book, you see a picture of Batman. You, you'll picture, you'll, you'll hear Kevin Conroy's voice in your head. So um, rest in peace to a great one. And um, thank you for everything, sir. We really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Much, much appreciated. Just all the love that you've given, all the time that you've taken out. Just to, to greet us, you know, greet the fans. Not, well, us as fans. And every time you did something like you, I was watching an interview. Um, and this guy, and he was so, so committed to the role of Batman that he didn't do anything that he thought Batman wouldn't do in terms of when he came down to do, uh, you know, the cameo stuff or whatever. And he's like, you know, I have to respectfully decline this because that's not something that he would do or something that he would say, you know, and he would just, he was just, oh, just an amazing person. And I'm, I'm truly, you know, even though I didn't have the, the privilege or the, the honor and the privilege to meet him, but, you know, it's just like when Chadwick passed away, you know, I, I cried. You know, no, yeah, I, I had I had tears too, man. I definitely had tears. That was that was hard. Yeah, it's a lot, and it just as as my students say, it just threw me off, and I I kind of was in a in a space. But rest in peace to uh to the Dark Knight, to the Defendant of Dark Knight, to the one and true Batman, 
Um, you're part of the reason why I have, you know, I I will forever have Batman. You know, like you were my Batman. You know, I used to watch. Actually, one of my first toys was the Batman animated series action figure. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's probably still at mom and dad's house. Actually, <laughs> I yeah. think it still is. And the, the fact that I've had that toy since '92, when I'm 33 years old, I don't play with the toy, but you know, just the fact that I have it there is. But um, we're we're gonna stay within the bat. You know, somebody within the bat family is gonna be joining the Flash season, season nine. Javicia Leslie will be coming back. I think she'll have a reoccurring role on the Flash season nine. Hmm. And, Final uh, season, correct? Mm-hmm. And I'm actually I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm. It's one of those shows where you're kind of sad to see it go because it's been with you for so long. Um, that you're you're not exactly sure how to feel about it. It's, it's like when your friend and you know you're about to go through this breakup, <laughs> and she's about to leave you, but you know sometimes it's not working the way it should be. Yeah, it's you just gotta let it go. I don't know anything about season nine or the previous season, so I don't know what the storyline might be. I I don't, I'm not sure why Javici Leslie's coming back or why she's playing. Isn't she playing like, um, shit? She's playing Batwoman. But there are pictures that look like she was playing. Um, what was the Flash version? Red Death or whatever. Yeah. So Red Death is actually coming in into uh into this season, and and Red Death has been teased in previous seasons of the show. I want to say from like five to now. So the past four years. We've been getting teased of Red Death, and the fact that we got it is cool. So, you know, we got the finally got the gold boots last year. <laughs> and so now, you know, we're going to get Red Death. And hopefully, you know, my hope is that this season they go balls to the ball, like what they did with Arrow. I think season one, two, and I think, what, eight? It was some of the best seasons of Arrow and with the Flask. And I just hope that they, they just go for it, you know. Leave no stone left unturned. They leave. They don't leave us asking questions. You know, like, oh, well, what's gonna happen with them? I want every story arc to be tied up with a little bow. Just be, yeah. Good, you know? And we're really reaching the end of an era with the CW shows because also, um, the so CW, yeah, the CW as we know it is is pretty much changing. Uh, these people who bought it, they want to kind of replace things with a lot of. Uh, reality TV shows, so they're already canceling so many CW shows as it is, and that makes me nervous about Superman and Lois because apparently this company that now owns the CW uh, wants to cut costs. So who knows what might happen to Superman and Lois? I'm a little nervous, but I mean, we'll cross that bridge once we get to it. I don't want to talk about hypotheticals because, right, as far as I know, they're filming the new season. It's gonna air when it airs, but you know, after that, who knows what could happen? But I mean, but it's it's one of, it's a good show. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I'm not gonna I mean, good shows get canceled all the time. No, agree, agree, agree. But this one, this one, I have not heard if if anything, you know, I have not heard anything about them um that show getting any better. You know what I'm saying? And I because it has HBO Max quality, I feel like it can be picked just like what they did with Pennywise. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was on what was it on Epics originally, right? Yeah. It was on Epics. It got canceled. HBO Max picked it up. But here's what makes me nervous. And which could also transfer into one of our topics is about this whole new vision for DC, this whole unified thing. You know, and you know, they hired James Gunn and Peter Safran 
to create a unified DC across film, television, video games, animation. Superman and Lois doesn't really fit into that. These CW shows don't really fit into that. I mean, who knows? I'm sure maybe they could have shows that aren't connected to, you know, the DC universe. Just like they're going to have the the Batman Matt Reeves movies and the Joker movies be disconnected from whatever this this new DC universe is going to be. But and, that, and that's and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that that is the beauty <coughs> of DC comic books. We have the multiverse. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, even if you're not going to say, okay, well, we're going to pop into this joint or whatever like that. You're going to, one way or the other, you're going to want to connect everything. And, that, and that's cool. I think you know they're I mean? going to shift away from the multiverse, though. Just based off of what I've heard, I don't think we're going to go too far into the multiverse after Flash. I mean, what Marvel are, you know, doing it, DC's been doing it for so long. Cool. Yeah, I, I think, it. yeah. I dig it. But if you're going to make things connected... Just make sure you don't oversaturate. Because honestly, I think that's one of the things that Marvel has done, and why people—I'm not saying people are getting Marvel fatigue—but I don't. I think Marvel might have done a little too much, you know, and 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 rightfully so. You should. You should. I think it's just a. I think it's just an overabundance of content on that end, with like some of the quality kind of lacking. It's like we have to have five Marvel movies and like six Marvel shows. And that's that's not really the case, which is lead me to not really be all that excited that much sometimes for their stuff. Like <laughs> the last Marvel movie I saw in theaters was Black Panther before that. I mean, shit, I didn't see Doctor Strange in theaters. I didn't see Thor in theaters. No, I, I think the last one that I might have seen in theaters was No Way Home. I think, yeah, December. Last last December. So before Black Panther, it was nearly a year before I saw another Marvel movie in theaters. Yeah, I didn't see Eternals in theaters either. But it's just like it's an oversaturation, it's too much stuff. But I don't I don't want to digress because this isn't one of our topics. But um but yeah, just going back to what's going on with DC, um a couple of weeks ago, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery hired Peter Safran, who's a producer on the Shazam films. He's a producer on Aquaman, which is one of the DCU's, like, I think one of their films. only only billion dollar movies or one of their billion dollar movies. But yeah, him and James Gunn, who's like a big longtime comic book person, but he's also coming from Marvel. He's been the director of. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, Two, and Three. He's That's also a Christmas the special too, right? a Christmas special, yeah. And he's also the creator, writer, and he's directed some episodes of uh, Peacemaker. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, him and Peter Safran are working on a ten-year vision for DC, a unified DC that will span across film, television, animation, and I don't know video games, but maybe video games. So just to create a more unified universe with the overarching story. Um, their job just started. <laughs> they started November 1st. Um, I've been following James Gunn on Twitter, and I don't know, I heard, like, in the next two months, things are going to be a little clearer in terms of what they want this new DC to look like. And I'm, some people think it will be a clean slate, but it makes it's no sense to do a clean slate when you have so much good casting already. <laughs> You have Ezra Miller. I mean, well, I don't think Ezra Miller's gonna play Flash anymore, but you have Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Henry, Henry Cavill as Superman, 
You got, I don't know if Ben Affleck's going to come back. I mean, you got him in the flash. He's making an appearance in Aquaman. I don't know what happens post all of that. Um, And then you have, who else? I mean, but yeah, you have like a good core already. So there's no need to recast. You could just do like simple little course corrections. And of course, when I'm, well, we've all heard about the flashes. That's a really good movie, but it's also an opportunity to sort of, you could retool things with the flash because apparently at the end of it, it's kind of like a new universe. Things get shifted. So we'll see what happens with that. But, um, We've got a, a new unified DC coming. I want to see what they're going to do with Superman. Um, <laughs> that's the biggest thing for me. Also, as I love Batman. Everyone knows how much I love Batman, but I need to see what else they're going to do. I need to see... Um, I need to see Nightwing. I want to see Blue Beetle. I want to see... Oh, yeah, Blue Beetle. Yeah, I heard... You know what I mean? I, I want to... I want some shit. <laughs> Apparently, like there's the rumors of the way the Flash was kind of going was that um Michael Keaton was going to end up in our universe and Ben Affleck's Batman was going to be displaced in a different universe trying to contact Barry or something, and then this was supposed to set up a possible like I think crisis on Infinite Earths kind of situation, but this is before. Peter Safran and James Gunn were hired, and before Walter Hamada, who was running DC Films, he left. So who knows so that? But here's what that might all be scrapped. That. He he wasn't like running DC. Walter Hamada, he DC apparently had like a a, a count like a council or a chair group, and he was one of the people. So he wasn't well, able to like really. He yeah he hasn't been able to do much, but he was pretty much the guy at the head of the table. But um. Hopefully, with these two, Peter Safran and James Gunn, we should be getting some some really exciting things on the horizon. So, uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, have you been Have you been watching Titans? Mm-hmm. What do you I think? Actually, I actually finished watching episode four this morning. Um, so far, I'm liking it. The first episode, I yo, I dug old boy who played Lex Luthor. I think we spoke about that last episode. Yeah, I would have loved it if he had been the main villain of the season, but that wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, man, that was that was a cock tease, and then just to kill him off, I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, you can't even bring him back. I mean, because apparently the the producer Greg Walker was saying that like, you know, the big bosses at Warner Brothers in DC were like, gave them limited time and how they could use them. You know what I mean? Because I guess the very sensitive about certain characters because like some characters they have plans for other characters they just they don't want you to touch so apparently what greg walker was saying who's the producer on titans that their time was very limited with mr luthor that's <laughs> fucking just because uh. i i would have been cool if the whole season was him like okay he's dying he has kryptonite poisoning he wants to meet connor you know of course the season he's sort of like twists and turns Connor and like messes with his mind and then you know the Titans eventually have to try and convince Connor you know to come back to the light and take him down and things like that I thought that would be really cool you know we spend more time in the metropolis maybe get a tease of Superman you know what I mean or maybe they do like how they did before with with Batman but it was really just Bruce Wayne we'd always see so but I I don't know I haven't really been digging the season though it's like I like the first episode because it had Titus Willover as Lex Luthor but I didn't like this past episode. It's like I said, we we spoke about it earlier about it having too much season one vibes. 
And after having so many multiple seasons of the show where you have a Deathstroke season, a Red Hood season, you know, and it really made me just like appreciate the growth of the show Mm -hmm. because I was like, looking back, I was like, season one was, eh. (laughs) Excuse me, guys. I wasn't the biggest fan of all that magical dark shit. And I know it's like I have to do a Raven storyline, but. I'm not a fan of it. Now that we're kind of back in it, I'm kind of just like, ugh. But that's the thing. You can't do Brother Blood without <laughs> doing that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Brother Blood outside of Deathstroke is the Teen Titans big bat. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have Trigun, Deathstroke, and Brother Blood. And then they brought back Deathstroke. Spoilers, guys. But they bring back Deathstroke, and then they're like, cut his head off and do all these other things. Like, when I saw in the trailer, it's like, oh, maybe he's actually coming back. I'm like, he's like a zombie. I was like, this is stupid. I'm, this is, I don't like this. Zombie death shop. It was dumb, man. I didn't like it. Because then you just completely close the door on it, and it just seems silly. I am, I am curious to see what happened with Jason. I don't think we're going to get that answer. I am, I am quite curious to see what happened with that. But I do, I do like the guy that's playing Sebastian. I'm looking forward to see how his transformation goes because I like him as a, as a character. I like his story arc overall. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I do. Um, I like Dick Grayson. I mean, I like Dick Grayson every. I think I like him more this year than I liked him. Uh, year one, mm-hmm. and year two. So I, I, I think that there's a lot of growth within him. I do like Gar. I like Gar's super suit, and I like Gar's storyline. How he started to really get in touch with his inner animal. I yeah, think I, the, the I, Tim Drake training se- sequence with uh, you know him starting to start his his Robin training. You know, you get to see him actually work towards it. I just hope that we actually get to see this man in a uniform and not be like, all right, well, God forbid, this was a good season, no season five. He's like, what the fuck? It already took us two years to get Nightwing. That's what I'm saying. With things shifting, I'm just nervous about them just ending things on a bad note. Because with them talking about how DC's going, things with HBO Max and like Warner Brothers cutting costs, like shows are getting canceled, shows are getting cut. Nothing fucking right. So next year, next year for the Titans is not guaranteed. So I just I just hope, you know, they do what they need to do. I do like that we got Gar super suit. We didn't have to go up the whole fucking season to get it. It was pretty much episode one. Boom, here it is. Um, I do think Tim Drake's gonna be a slow boy. And I get that because he has to train. And I do like that he acknowledged that he's like, No, you've been robbing for five minutes. Like, you don't like what are you doing? You know, and I I do get that. But yeah, like I said, I'm not a fan of the supernatural mumbo jumbo. So just wait. Yeah, but we'll see how um how the rest of the season unfolds and progresses. But yeah, like I said, Titans guys, Titans is on HBO Max. They're four episodes into the new season, and this is season four. So go check it out if you're a fan of the show. And uh, we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna talk about uh Black Panther, Wakanda forever, Wakanda forever, Mbombay, Mbombay, Mbombay. So talk to us about Black Panther too, son. 
Bro, I'm a king, dog. In case you didn't know, spoiler alert. Tucson. Tucson. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we should drop spoilers just yet. My bad. Because this movie, I mean, we're recording now. So this movie is about to be in its second weekend. So some people haven't gotten this yet. So I don't know if we should. Let's talk about our initial thoughts. So like, would the movie make you feel? What characters did you like? All right. Go bad. from there. I got I got excited, guys. You know, I've been running. I've been waiting to, you know, call myself T'Challa for a minute. Um, <laughs> but I, I enjoyed the movie. It's definitely a movie I need to see again. <clears throat> Um, I thought it was beautiful. It was a beautiful love letter to Chadwick. I was watching a John Campia and and some other people um, that I watch online, and I agree with them when they said that if they were in, if Ryan Coogler, Coogler did not have his hands tied behind you know keeping up with the main Marvel story as, as a whole, it would have been such a like you you really would have been on it, you know. Yeah. You mean like, because uh, I don't think, are you talking about like him being constricted? Because this movie doesn't really set anything up. I mean, no, actually, actually, like, it kind of does. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of see what you're saying. Because now that I'm thinking about it, there was a storyline I hated with um Martin Freeman's character who plays the the agent. Yeah, and it, it kind of. That whole they, thing with him and Val. That's a side that kinda, spoiler. That kind of sets up the Thunderbolts, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I I hated that. That was like a whole side movie. You could have you could have took that part out and dedicated more scenes to having uh, maybe show us a little more of Mbaku or show us a little more of Nakia. Yeah, or that's Koye. another thing, you know. And I feel like Mbaku didn't have enough screen time. I think that's what. Oh wait, we you on. actually we're too, I feel like we're doing this backwards now because oh, we actually haven't spoken about what you've liked and what you've. Sorry, I apologize. So I what I liked was the growth with Shuri. Um, from the first movie on to here and even towards the end, you know, and just seeing how much pain she was in. Like, you know, if if anybody's ever lost somebody, you, you can identify with what she's feeling. Ang- Angela Bassett, her performance as the queen was amazing. It was moving. And, you know, you keep hearing everybody talk about she needs to be nominated. I definitely agree with that. I loved um, Talokan, you know. Big, big Talokan! Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Namor. Namor, you know, um, I, I thought he, he's a good addition to Marvel. I, for somebody being 1,500 years old, you know, I, I, I really, I thought I dug it. I dug, I mean, just the cult, both, seeing both their cultures, seeing more of the African culture, especially how we celebrate when one of ours goes to join the ancestors versus um, seeing the, the undercity Marvel that is Talatan, you know? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as flashy as Aquaman's Atlantis. It was it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and also the new Black Panther suit is fire. I gotta go get I gotta go get the the pop for that. Yeah, it is. It is fire. Yeah. I I, I love the movie. I've kind of like had thoughts about it every day since I've seen it, man. And the movie just hits you in the stomach as soon as it starts, man. You really just pulled into it and you feel it. And then how they say goodbye to Chadwick and how they honor T'Challa and his legacy and this is like such a a grieving movie you know what I mean like the movie's about dealing with grief about dealing with it was therapeutic I think it was therapeutic for the artist dealing with a, a great loss you know what I mean like you could just tell like they were going through it making it but they were also learning to say goodbye and learning to heal while making this movie 
And it was just amazing. Like, again, uh, the, the look and the feel of it. You could just tell such research was done. Just like going back to Wakanda, like, like they did before. And just they really just expanded on things. And then introducing this whole Mesoamerican native kind of um, culture with, with, with Tao Can. And I really liked uh, Tino Cuerta as Namor or Namor, as he says. Um, I liked him in the movie. He was he was great. I I would definitely see a name or movie. I think I would love to see more of this character and more of the world in which he inhabits. The music was great, like the soundtrack. Um, I really love Sherry's journey. It, it very much is Sherry's movie, and it's it's about her grieving, dealing with the loss of her brother, her not being able to to save him and, and her dealing with her anger and her grief, wanting to watch the world burn. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I think going forward, she's going to be an interesting black Panther just cause um, she's not as, as regal or as I would say <laughs> regal. And um, what, what word am I looking for? I guess, disciplined as T'Challa is. I think she could be a little headstrong. She's a little bit more darker. She could be a little more violent and a little more quick to, to act, which she should probably think, which is interesting because she's like a genius. But I really like this uh, <laughs> this movie. I, I definitely need to see it again. Excuse me, guys. Tyler's <laughs> getting over a cold, guys. Yeah, I've been getting over a cold. It's been about a week and a half, two weeks. So I just got this lingering fucking cough. But um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was great. Um, you know, I will say the one thing that does a little more of this movie is that you can kind of feel that Chadwick is not there. Because I was actually re-watching the first one. It's the and he just just has such a just such a presence, man. The way he carried himself, the way he spoke, the way he inhabited the scenery. Like he was just just fucking cool, man. He just he, he was really T'Challa, my boy. He had a force, he had a presence, he had a certain stature and power about him that he just carried so well. And I don't think I really appreciated it in the first movie because everyone was like, Killmonger, Killmonger, Killmonger. It's like, oh, T'Challa was okay. But then like I was rewatching it yesterday because I couldn't sleep and I was like, damn, man. His just just such presence, and you really feel that 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 not being there when 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 you watch Wakanda Forever, as great as a movie as it is, and as much as I enjoyed it, you do really feel feel that loss there, and they're just everyone's just fucking acting their ass off, man. Fucking yeah. everyone deserves an Oscar, man. It it was just amazing. It was. I'm not even gonna lie. I I I was in tears in this movie. Like I, my eyes watered up so many times, man. Because you could just tell it wasn't just acting. It was really just pain. It was there was real hurt. There was real grief. There was there was real healing going on when you watch this movie, and it just feels so raw. And it feels like you know, I just, it's so believable because because it's what they're really doing. So, uh, <laughs> great movie. Um, I recommend it to anyone. Anyone should check it out. They're curious about it. They handle it very well, the loss of Chadwick. And you guys got to see it. So please check it out. Please check it out for sure. But, um, you know, we, we got a little bit of time left. I just, uh, <clears throat> to circle back to our main topic of Kevin Conway, I uh, was just on Facebook for <laughs> seconds. <laughs> well, lead you good, my boy. Yeah. Um, 
I was on I was on Facebook for two <laughs> seconds, and I saw that one of one of Kevin Conroy's last Batman uh, projects that he did was actually a Scooby Doo episode, a Scooby Doo What's New. Uh, I'm actually gonna go check that out in a few. You know, it's a, it's a child's cartoon, but just it looks good. I'm, I'm gonna check it out. So, uh, you know, if you guys have a chance, definitely go on HBO Max, check out everything that Kevin Conroy has done as Batman. If you can, it's it's all up there. Um, like Kali said, check out Black Panther. You know, definitely people worked hard on that. It was like I said, it was therapeutic. Like Kali said, it was raw. You know. It's definitely gonna give you time to reflect on you know all the things that's happening in terms of grief with you. You know, you'll you'll be able to recognize certain parts of yourself in that movie. Um, definitely sit in your feels. You know, <clears throat> acknowledge the fact that you feel that loss. You know, Chadwick or you know Kevin or anyone that you lost, and you know definitely celebrate that life. You know, life is short, and we we deserve to live it to the best of our abilities and and the, to the best way that we can. And so with that being said, you know, my brother and I, you know, and I think I can speak for Kyle when I say this, I love y'all. You know, not a lot of people get a chance to really tell people that they love them. And, you know, just to, just to end it off like this, just know that we love y'all. You know, it doesn't matter if it's one person listening to this or a thousand, but just know that we love you and we appreciate you even taking the time to listen to us. The two, two blurs and ain't got much else to do, but just talk to you shit. But we appreciate you and we love you and we just we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, so thank you guys, said, thank you. You know, with that being said, yo, this is two. This is Cal. Yo, welcome to Word to the Blur. Word to the Blur with two and Cal. Good night, guys. Thank you. Peace. We love y'all.